All right, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. It is a Friday night. We appreciate you taking the time and joining us. Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240. Also, Samsung TV Plus, Channel 1029. Follow us, as always, on all the socials. Like and share the show as much as possible and bust up those algorithms, especially the Getter Chat, the Getter feed on Real AM Voice. Go to at Real AM Voice on Getter. Click on the uh, the little live tab and says live uh, live feed, and you'll see us pop up. And then, of course, you can jump in the chat, say hello, make jokes, compare recipes with people. You know, it, it's a great community in there, so we appreciate them. And of course, anybody who's uh, still doing the Telegram chats, we do check those out, and the Discord chats. It's just tough during the show to you know kind of engage. So, but we appreciate you guys as well. Um, Slick Rick is here doing sports. Slick Rick, how are you? Good evening, Mr. Delgado. How are you? I am well. That's a, a very pink outfit you're wearing. Is that a corsage? That is a corsage, in fact. <laughs> yes, looks very good. I like that. It's not real, though. It's fake. It's faux. But I'm looking for a good Friday night party after the show, so <laughs> I'll be out on the town. Well, I mean, the way you're dressed, man. Oof. That's, uh, that's an interesting outfit. I don't think I've seen that combination yet in all the years we've been doing this show. So so kudos to you. Thank you. And if you're noticing a, a third person here tonight that you may not have uh, recognized, his name is Kevin Downey Jr. He's a writer for PJ Media. He's a stand-up comic, and he's also got his own radio show on Long Island News Radio. Kevin, how are you? Good, good. Nice to meet you guys finally. Yes. Yeah. Pleasure to be here. I, you know what? I saw Rick at a party, and he had this amazing suit. I was there with my fiance. And now, what goes, was this? Uh, this About was, a month ago. Right. About yeah, a about a month ago, yeah. a JVC bash over at the airport, and uh, he had this amazing killer suit. And my fiance <laughs> goes, "We have to talk to that man." And there were so many people swarming him that we every time we came by, he was talking. And then he, you know, he was gone. He had to go do do a show, I, I believe. And then it was like we're never going to see him again. But <laughs> no, <he>? bam, yeah, <laughs> here he is, this live is- and in the flesh. Yes. Pretty funny. Uh, small world, too. Yes. But you know what? And, and it's funny that you bring that up because that's one of the things that we always talk about because Rick is probably the most popular one on the show. Mm-hmm. He gets, you know, he gets the most love. Yeah. Uh, people want him to, you know, go to, to rodeos and, and all this stuff. Oh, sure. I mean, just, just across the board. So Damon always makes the joke that, that Rick is going to be the one who needs security. <laughs> yes. When we, we, when we finally hit the road. Yep. He's going to be the one that people gravitate towards to surround. And, of course, you know, we're all going to be standing there picking our nose going, how come nobody wants to talk to us? <laughs> oh, no. They love you guys. Are you kidding me? You, Mr. Nolan, Big D. That, that would be the tour of all tours if we ever get out on the road. Uh, D keeps, keeps threatening me that we're going to go out one day, but we'll see. Well, I don't know. Gio and Fran, they may, they may not want to get on the road with us. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> yeah who's going to want to bunk with, with you? <laughs> nobody, I'm sure. <laughs> I can imagine what your pajamas look like. Yeah, you could. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kevin, now tell us about yourself, because we had you on the show one time before uh, via Skype for one segment. And uh, then we found out afterwards, uh, it's like for some stupid reason, I'm like, I didn't I thought you were out in, you know, far Netherlands. Um, but you're actually pretty local. So it was easy for you to come in. Yeah, I just right down the road. Not a problem. No, uh, I beat the I beat the uh, going out east traffic. That's good. That's- and, and uh, you know, you're a comic, so you travel for that. Yep. Um, you're a writer for PJ Media. How long have you been writing for them? I just hit my 15th month, and I'm going to hit my 1,000th article probably, wow. Wow. let's say Sunday. 
Wow. Yeah, wow, just cranking them out. A minimum, I do a minimum of two a day, sometimes up to five. You know how news is? Uh, something's jumping. Yeah. There's a big story. Now there's several angles you can jump on. So, yeah, I write for PJ Media, and I've got a radio show. You can listen to longislandnewsradio.com. Six to seven. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to be on, uh, you're going to be on, you said your show is moving to Fridays. Yes. All right. So, so after people listen to you, they can tune into us right afterwards. Absolutely. Get the whole package. Exactly. So nice. And, and thank no you for, uh, thank you for taking the time and, and jumping on with Thanks us. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in the news. We got a ton of stuff to get to. Um, you know, there's, there's some great clips here that G put together for us. And I found some Trump stuff that I definitely wanted to share with people. Stuff, there's one clip I think we probably saw when it happened, and then we, you kind of forget about. Mm-hmm. But it was a huge moment. Uh, we'll play that. But then I started poking around afterwards, and I'm like, I came across this one video of, of Trump, and he was doing, he was speaking at a roast. And I was like, I'd never saw this before, and it's. I started watching it, and I was like, this is friggin' hilarious. So I, I grabbed some of those, G grabbed some of those for us. We'll do some, uh, some fun flashbacks with the Donald as we uh, go into the weekend. As Damon always says, he likes to try and keep the weekend a little bit lighter. So in keeping with that spirit, um, you know, to kind of keep things loose, I thought we'd, do, uh, we'd take a moment of zen. I don't know if you've heard of this before. I think uh, I think they used to do it on the Daily Show when people watched it. They don't watch it anymore. Um, <laughs> so I think we're going to steal it, and uh, we'll start doing it now. Uh, this is cut number ten. This is to get us all in the mood as we approach the weekend. Kind of relax a little bit. You had a tough week. Here's our moment of Zen with Hunter Biden. Ah, oh, there you go. Let's light up some crack. That's happy crack, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, just relaxing music. Time for the white clay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Hunter, take a sip. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ready for my close-up. Obliterated. He is a mental case. <laughs> Look at this lunatic. Is he in some sort of floaty? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Good catch. I was like, why is it green? And why is it? Oh, my God. Yeah. He's in a float tank. Have you ever been in a float tank? Never. I've been in a float tank. I did it like once. It was cool. It was interesting. Do was... you have video? No. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, uh, he's probably the only one that actually videotaped himself in a float tank. <laughs> Where he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. When you're in a float tank, you're not supposed to sit up. You're supposed to lay down flat because oh. the water lifts you up. It, it's like being in, a, what is it? Is it the Dead Sea or the Red Sea that has so much salt yes. that you float? The Dead Sea. Dead the sea. Dead Sea. So it's, it's, that kind of, it's that kind of thing where there's so much salt, whatever they use in there, lifts you up and you just kind of float. Wow. And it's pretty, it's pretty cool, <laughs> right? And, and so, but it's, it's, it's maybe, you know, a foot deep. So once you're ready to get out, you just, you know, you just kind of sit up and you're right on the bottom. Okay. I believe in, the idea is to like cut off all your senses for like meditative purposes. Right. And they play that kind of music, the Zen type music, and you're supposed to relax. I don't think you're supposed to bring a, a cell phone with you. <laughs> I don't think they, they, you know. What about crack? Uh, crack. I, I'm going to say no. I don't think that, I don't think the sign was on the wall when I went that said no crack. <laughs> Um, definitely no white claw. 
Because I didn't see, like, they didn't have, like, a little refrigerator there for you. I like that he coughed to cover up the sound of him cracking that can open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he was afraid somebody would pop the door open and, hey, hey, what are you doing in here? I thought yeah. we said no White Claw. Never As mind the smell of crack. It's that White Claw that's going to get him kicked out. <laughs> right, exactly. That and lighting fire inside the, uh, inside the pod that they put you in. And you know what? I, I, people is, say what you want about Donald Trump Jr. I've never seen his willy. Not once, and I've seen Hunter's. That's probably the eighth or ninth video and or photograph where I've seen Hunter Biden naked. Yeah. Everybody's seen Hunter Biden naked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Way more than we ever should. We've seen him naked with hookers, strippers, crack addicts, uh, kids. We've seen him naked with uh, guns, everything. You name it. He, 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 he's like Will Farrell of the political world. He's got to be naked in everything. Yeah, and he must have a fascination with his own junk. Because he videotapes himself doing yes. everything. He can't even <laughs> yeah. relax in a, in a uh, floaty tub. And he's got a Pornhub account that he uploads things to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who does that? Uh, Hunter Biden does that. Do you know what he searches? Did you read it? No, I didn't. Here's the creepy part. I wrote about this. He uh, One of his biggest searches is widow porn, which I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> but keep in mind, he went after his, his dead brother's yes. wife. So widow. he went after his brother's widow. Yeah. He's like, I've been looking at it. Now I'm going to live it. Wow. Gravy. Wow. Wow. All right. That, that offers a different aspect of Hunter <laughs> Biden. And just when you thought Hunter Biden couldn't get more creepy. <laughs> widow porn. Widow porn. It's I didn't a, know that was a thing. He's the crypt no. creeper. <laughs> <laughs> he's a crypt robber. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. That's crazy. All right. Well, that was your your moment of zen, and thank you for uh, <laughs> thank you for for sharing that with us, Hunter. We appreciate it. Um, on a slightly more serious note, I think we should tackle this right off because it is the biggest story people are talking about. Is the uh, the assassination of former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe? He died yesterday, I guess, uh, this morning, Friday morning in Japan, which would have been yesterday for us. His death was con- confirmed after uh, a, a gentleman attacked him. He snuck up from behind him. Police officials told NHK the media report out there appears to have been shot from behind with a shotgun. The outlet reported. Um, Abe, who had close relationships with then-President Donald Trump, became the country's longest-serving prime minister before resigning in 2020 due to health concerns. Now, here's the interesting part, too, because, you know, we've, we've got a—you uh, know, they tell us we have a gun problem in this country. Um, well, Japan has some of the strictest gun laws of any nation. And it says here, Japan's gun laws are incredibly strict, and the nation rarely sees more than 10 deaths a year by, uh, by someone shooting someone with a gun. So that's interesting that, you know, kind of goes to prove what we talk about all the time is like, you can make as many laws as you want, as many gun laws as you want, put them on the books, guess what? Criminals go, yeah, I'm not reading it. Yeah. And they kind of move on. <laughs> They've made this decision that if I want to kill some murder is murder's already outlawed. It's it's right up here. It's the top one. You can't do it. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever said, you know what? I was going to shoot up a Denny's, but there's a no firearm sign right. on the door. I, yeah. I got to go to. Yeah. And, and this is this is a picture of the gun that the gentleman wow. used. I should say the killer used to shoot um, the former prime minister, Abby. Now, take a look at that. That's like a handmade Shotgun, and from what I'm, what we're reading from the reports is the guy who pulled the trigger, the guy who did it. Um, he built the gun himself. He's a former uh, naval officer, 
about 41 years old, and uh, he built a homemade shotgun, which he used. And it's just, it's just amazing. Wow. That he was, a, my question is, okay, you know what? He's on the level of President Trump. He's a former, he's a former leader of that country. You would mm-hmm. think the security level would be a little bit better that somebody couldn't sneak up behind him. Yeah, that's creepy to me. And you know what else? If you look at it, everyone there is wearing a mask. So, you know, they're, they're like, okay, we're going to fight a little COVID, but we're not going to protect our former prime minister. Right. I mean, how does you... So we all know how shotguns work. The, the, yeah. the blast will uh, expand, but shotguns aren't rifles. You have to get fairly, fairly close. close. Yeah. yeah. To make it work well. And, and there's a picture of, I guess, uh, again, the former prime minister wow. on the ground. They were trying to save his life. Um, but unfortunately, he passed. And it's just a shocking, shocking thing that happened. And, you know, it, it's, it's to someone who was very much on board with President Trump's policy, especially where it came to North Korea and trying mm-hmm. to shore up things to, to fight against China. So we send our best out to the people of Japan. Um, yeah. You know, it's just a horrific thing, and it kind of puts things into perspective when you start looking at our former leaders as well. Like, huh, I hope, I hope they're protected as well, because yeah. that's the important thing. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We're off and kicking on a Friday night. Thank you for joining us. Slick Rick Scott Sports coming up next, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Stay there. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. It is a Friday night. Thank you again for spending your evening with us as the weekend gets kicked off. I still can't get over the fact that Kevin had saw Kevin saw Rick Amarati out in a public setting. <laughs> yes, come on. I get out there. And you couldn't get near him. We couldn't get near the man. Look at him. He's oh, a rock star. Man. People were what my oh. fiance goes. We have to go meet that guy. <laughs> it's just the coolest outfit. And every time we, we tried, there was just a, a group around him. Like his, his legions of fans oh, just no. swarming him. No, you, you, you couldn't, couldn't get near You couldn't get past the velvet rope. No, rope, could you? We, not cool enough. And then the line was long. There's people lining oh up God. to meet this gentleman. Well, my mother always told me I had a great face for radio. So that's why I was at that radio event. <laughs> uh, too funny. Yeah, you know, um, uh, again, we were just talking about the uh, in the previous segment the assassination of former prime, prime minister from Japan Shinzo Abe. Um, here's here's the Reuters report on this. This is cut number five. Take a listen to this. This was the scene after Japan's former prime minister Shinzo Abe was shot on Friday while delivering a speech in the city of Nara. That's according to a government spokesperson and public broadcaster NHK. The network said 67-year-old Abe was airlifted to hospital and appeared to be in a state of cardiac arrest after being initially conscious and responsive. His current condition is unknown. A photograph from local media showed Abe lying face yeah, up on the street shots. by a guardrail with blood on his white one shirt. One to the back and one, one reporter to the on the neck. scene said yeah. two consecutive bangs could be heard during Abe's speech. Local media reported he had been shot on the left side of his chest and apparently in the neck. Yeah. Local media also reported that authorities have arrested a 41-year-old man. 
political violence is rare in Japan, a country with strict gun regulations. Abe was reportedly making a stump speech outside a train station ahead of Sunday's upper house election, where analysts say Abe's protege and current Prime Minister Fumio Kishida hopes to emerge from Abe's shadow All and right. define his All premiership. Right, that, that, that's Local media there, reported I mean, Kishida. I mean, again, it's it's a sad thing because, you know, here here's a former leader who's still, you know, out there trying to do good for his country. And, you know, as the guy explained there, gun violence is extremely rare in Japan. It, it, it's extremely rare. They rarely have things like these. this happen. T- like 10 a year, I guess, is the average. And, you know, considering all their firearm laws and, and how, how their culture is in terms of respect, you know, which is uh, which yeah. so kind of kind of catches you off guard. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget to bring up the word culture when when the gun grabbers go, look at Japan. Right. They don't have the the problem we have, but that to me says more about the culture right. than yeah. yeah. Yeah, because because I've seen Japanese anime. There's some crazy stuff they do. Yeah. And I don't see the people turning around and starting to do that. Right. And you know, you know what's also fascinating to me? The Japanese soldiers of World War II were barbaric. Yeah. But in let's say three generations they've turned that around they are the most peaceful people on the planet yeah. and uh yeah when when people when the gun grabbers go nuts i go now let's look at the culture here and not the number of weapons right people yes. actually it, feel so safe in japan they send their like five-year-old kids out on errands by themselves wow. on, like routinely yeah that was like that was like the uh that was like a hundred years ago in this country when, when you give uh you give johnny a uh a, a, here, here's a quarter. Go buy some bread and milk. Mm-hmm. And he runs down to the corner. The, he gives gives a, cor- a quarter to the guy. He gives him the bread, the milk, and the kid comes home. Nothing happens to him. Yep. Crazy. Rick, my grandmother used to send me with a note when I was about seven, eight years old to get her a six-pack and <laughs> carton of cigarettes, and they would sell it to me with the note, <laughs> and I would drive home. Of, of course, course, that was the would. early 70s, mid-70s. Different era, different time, even yeah. 50 years ago. And I can imagine a five-year-old Rick Amorati walking in looking like that, <laughs> saying, I'm here for my smokes and my six-pack there, uh, Giuseppe. Hook me up. <laughs> they gave him to me. God's honest truth. <laughs> and there he is walking out. He's got a smoke in his mouth. He's, he's drinking a beer as he's walking down the street. He, he's riding his big wheel. Here, here I come, Grandma. <laughs> I've got a note. It's okay. I had a Hot Wheel, the same color as this suit. <laughs> 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 Amazing stuff. So yeah, I think I think a culture that culture issue is a big thing because you know you take a look at uh, again you look at Japan and the respect that they have for their elders, yeah, for each other and just the way they carry themselves and it's a it's a big it's a big difference from what you see here. You know, you, you go to you, you, I saw the video of the uh, those three they call them girls, uh, I'll call them animals. Jumping over and beating up somebody for because they didn't they had the wrong topping on their chicken yes. sandwich or something. It's like what is wrong with you people? Every other day, there's another video of these jack puddings flipping out just and just jumping on someone because they got too much butter yeah. on on their meal or there were, there was no salt <laughs> for their fries. Right. And it's just amazing to me. It's just knocking stuff off and that and you're yeah. getting a, back to. Like uh, respect, uh, the Asian respect for elders. Mm-hmm. Here, Asian people, elderly people are getting beaten up. Yeah. Which is horrific to me. Yeah. And it just seems like so there's people won't say, hey, why are 
these people beating up those people. Well, yeah. you know, you, you can't just <laughs> let it happen. You you got to no. talk about it. They tried to say, hey, something about those people. Then they saw who was doing the beating up. It's like, oh, wrong hey, narrative. Hey, hey, let's yep. m- move it on. Uh, nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of nothing to see here, let's uh, let's go over to see something 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 pink and powderful and purple with those eyes. Look at those glasses. Those are those are Italian. It's Italian acrylic. That's Italian acrylic, handmade from France. uh, Slick Rick with sports, brought to you by uh, by Mike Lindell and My Pillow. That's it. Get those Giza sheets and those slippers. Get them hot. Uh, We're going to tell Mike to start ramping up that purple because they sold out of it. We're working on that. Don't worry. But uh, we got rodeo action tonight. Slick Rick rodeo recap and big one (laughs) out in Calgary. The Calgary Stampede. That's a million four. And uh, that will kick off out west later tonight. I'll have a full report on that Monday. But we do have the rooftop rodeo July 6th to the 11th. $166,000 payout. Estes Park in Colorado. The Granny May Arena. Bareback riding leader Tyler Green. Griffin, 83 and a half points on the Survey Brothers' Silence of the Lambs. You talk about rooftop <laughs> dining. And uh, steel wrestling, first round leader, Jace Logan, 4.9 seconds. Team roping, we have Eric Martin and Ryan Tittle, five seconds flat. Saddle Bronc, Ross Griffin, 85 and a half points on Survey Brothers' Cookies. Tie down roping, first round, Ryan Thibodeau, 9.4 seconds. And bow racing, Carly Survey, good score, 16.57 seconds. I wonder if that's the Survey Brothers' daughter, that Carly Survey. And bull riding, last but not least, Jeff. Jesse Flores, 87 points on Survey Brothers, Skim Walker. And, uh, well, the Telegraph is reporting Uche Amako of the Wimbledon men's uh, semifinals earlier today. Heartbreak for Cameron Norrie as Novak Djokovic uh, uh, ends his Wimbledon dreams. Cameron Norrie gave center court, caused the dream before his brilliant Wimbledon run came to an end with a semifinal loss to the defending champion, Novak Djokovic. Uh, the British number one, who had never previously been past the third round of a Grand Slam, had taken full advantage of a favorable draw to become just the fourth home player in the open era to make the last four in the men's singles here. But trying to beat Djokovic, who has not lost a match at Wimbledon since 2017, guys, was a completely Oof. different challenge. And although Nori made a superb start, the top seed hit back emphatically to win 2-6, 6-3, 6-2, 6-4, and set up a mouth-watering final against Nick Curios on Sunday. Djokovic Curios final on Sunday is appointment television. Not going to want to miss it. Check your lo- local listens. I know it's a 9 a.m. Uh, match. Sunday morning uh, in East Coast. So you definitely don't want to miss that, Rick. And 2022 NHL draft in Montreal last night. The Canadians picked uh, picked up left winger Yuri Slavkovsky. Uh, great, great draft player. One of the best players in the draft. And New Jersey Devils picked up Simon Nemec. Defenseman, Arizona, Logan Cooley. Let's see who else... Uh Kevin, Kevin's from uh, Detroit, right? Detroit yeah. picked up Marco Casper, a center. So, you know, Red Wings, that's Hockey Town, USA. Yeah, he, that's huge, man. That's a religion for us. I know it is. Good <laughs> stuff. Gordy Howe, one of the greatest ever came out oh. of there. So we know that. And the old Joe Louis Serena, the Joe, where they yeah. used to throw the squid on the on the ice when they used to win. <laughs> Good stuff on those hatches. When we so, used to win. Yeah, when you used to have back. They'll come again. They'll be back again. <laughs> Detroit's and, crawling with squids now because no one's buying them to throw. <laughs> that's right, exactly. And that's a wrap in sports, Rick. Back All to right, you. thank you, Rick. And uh, yeah, interesting, interesting uh, stuff we've got to come up. Um, again, I, I'll play this this Trump clip in the next segment, and it's it's kind of a reminder, especially when you see what it's juxtaposed against. Of course, the the resident in office right now. So we'll come back. We'll do that, and uh, who knows? Maybe we'll do another. Maybe we'll do another moment of Zen. I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking upside down on a beach, twerking. 
<laughs> Maybe we'll do some of that. I don't know. We'll be back. Stay there. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Thank you for joining us on a Friday night. Slick Rick is here doing sports. We've got more sports coming up in a little bit. And our special guest uh, with us, Kevin Downey Jr. No relation, right? No relation at all. Everyone asks. All right. Everyone I would a- say. Now, you know, now, is that a stage name or is that your real name? No, that's my real name. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. You know what? I I do this. I've, I've done it twice. I should say I do it. Um, I have uh, my cousin in my phone as is Cousin Bobby. And when people say, are you related to him? And they're sort of obnoxious. Right. I'll say, actually, I am. And they'll go, no, prove it. So I say, all right, Cousin Bobby. And I have this set up with my cousin. <laughs> I'll text him and said, hey, I said, last time I talked to him, he was looking for uh, some sunglasses. I said, hey, cuz, uh, how's it going? Never find those sunglasses? And within 15 minutes, I get this picture of Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> sitting at a computer with sunglasses on. That isn't like a popular picture. And it always comes down to, if, if only if someone's an idiot, and I'll say, well, I'll, I'll prove it if you buy me a shot. And then I go for the, you know, well, I'm not going to have the Johnny Walker blue because I didn't hate this guy. So, but it's always good for like an $18 uh, swig of, of, of decent right. scotch. So, so a nice, you get a drink out of it. I do. All yeah. right. Good to know. So he's joining us. He's, he also writes for uh, PJ Media. Uh, we'll talk about your, 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 your latest article that I saw today because it's kind of, it's something I wanted to talk about anyway. Okay. About the bodega guy who got arrested. So we'll cover that in just a little bit. But in the meantime, I thought, you know what? Um, Joe Biden was out today and we, you know, we all know what he's famous for. They call him gaffes. <laughs> At this point, the little synapses in his brain, they're really not connecting anymore. He's, he's like a defective typewriter. Um, he's all over the place. Um, sometimes he reads things he's not supposed to read. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's my favorite. So, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes he, you know, it, it, it's just, you never know what you're going to get, but you're going to get something good. And I think this kind of sums up what I saw today real quick while he was doing a speech. He was talking about, oh, is this about guns, G, or abortion? Abortion. Right. He did the executive order on abortion. Uh, Cut 7B here, G, go. One of the most extraordinary parts of the decision, in my view, Mm -hmm. is the majority rights, and I quote, women, I'm just a quote now from the, the majority. Okay, thanks. Women are not without electoral or political power. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without electoral and or political or, or precise, not and or or political power. <laughs> now, he started. Fair enough. He, he sometimes he says, end of quote, without saying, and I quote. Yeah. So you know it's a quote, and he's just ending the quote, which yeah. is fine. You know, we all we've all yeah, done we, that. That happens. <laughs> but then he follows that up with the the home run of repeat the line, which you know was probably in parentheses. Yeah. You know, next to it, saying just repeat the line, and, and you know it'll, it'll really yeah, send exactly. it home, Joe. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. I'll repeat that line, and it'll really send it home. <laughs> but instead, he just goes repeat the line. Yeah. <laughs> the guy behind him to his uh, to the right. He catches on, yeah, and he starts laughing. But Kamala Harris is just, <laughs> well, yeah, well, she's just a deer in headlights yeah. all the time. Oh yeah, she's so, lost. So now you have that. That's that's currently you know eighty one million. Um, that's what we're we're unfortunately inundated with on a daily basis. 
But here is uh, here's something that when it happened, there was like a collective, yeah, across the country. Because I remember when this happened, I was like, wow, that's, you know, that's a set of nuts right there. And he did it to their face. This is uh, cut number 25. This is when Donald Trump called out NATO to their face to pay their fair share. Check this out. These grave security concerns are the same reason that I have been very, very direct with Secretary Stoltenberg and members of the alliance in saying that NATO members must finally contribute their fair share and meet what? their financial obligations. You could tell they're like, huh? But mm-hmm. 23 of the 28 <laughs> member nations are still not paying what they should be paying and what they are supposed to be paying for their defense. This is not fair to the people and taxpayers of the United States. And many of these nations owe massive amounts of money from past years and not paying in those past years. Over the last eight years, the United States <laughs> and there's the spent more on yep. defense uh, than all other see, NATO deadbeat, countries deadbeat, combined. Deadbeat. <laughs> Dead if beat. all NATO members had spent just two <laughs> percent of their GDP like he's, he's about you. on yep. defense Dead last beat. year, Dead beat. <laughs> we would have had another one hundred and nineteen billion dollars for our collective defense and for the financing of additional NATO <laughs> reserves. Dead beat. We should recognize He's that with these chronic underpayments mm-hmm. <laughs> and growing threats, look, even like, 2% of GDP is insufficient the, the look, to look, close like, the gaps look, look, in modernizing things. readiness <laughs> and the size of forces. We have to make up for the many years lost. 2% is the bare minimum for confronting <laughs> Today's very real. <laughs> Look at that lineup. And very oh vicious. The guy with the light blue ties, like. If is NATO he really countries this out loud? made <laughs> their full and complete contributions, then NATO God, would be him. even stronger no, than too. it is today, especially from the threat of terrorism. <laughs> Amazing! Oh. Isn't that just awesome? That is what we used to have on the world yeah. stage representing yes. us. And anybody who goes, oh, well, Joe Biden's going to be great. Jo- you saw <laughs> Joe Biden. Repeat the line. Yeah. <laughs> and then you saw this where he calls out world leaders to their face. Oh, brilliant. And it was brilliant. And, and so, like I said, I started, you know, kind of uh, one thing leads to another. You, you know, everybody does it. It's like you hit one link and then all of a sudden you end up in something else. And I ended up on this... Um, on this roast, on this Trump roast that I, di- I didn't I didn't see when it happened. I didn't know that it happened. Um, it's President Trump. Hillary Clinton is in the audience. Um, what's her name from uh, from Fox News? Uh, I forget. Maria. Somebody help me. Oh, I know who you mean. Yeah, um, you know who I'm talking yeah. about. But it's the uh, the Al Smith dinner. It's a Catholic charity fundraiser that they do every year. And so this happened the day after the third debate with Hillary. So I thought, you know what? Let's let's grab yes. a couple. Yeah, Maria That's Bartiromo. It. Thank you, G. Um, Chuck Schumer is there. Just everybody's there. So let's start with cut number twenty-one. Check this out. And again, this is this is the night after the third most brutal debate. I, I guess they called it the most brutal debate. Check this out. 
Cut number 21, G, go. It's great to be here with a thousand wonderful people, or as I call it, a small, intimate dinner with some friends. Or as Hillary calls it, her largest crowd of the season. (laughs) 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 Right to her face. Yep. God. (laughs) And it's just, and the whole whole thing, and, and I'll try and share this, because I only grabbed a couple clips that I thought were pretty funny. Um, but there's so much more here. Uh, cut number 22. Here, here's again. These, these are just barbs at Hillary. I just grabbed a couple of them. There's more of them that I didn't grab. Check this out. Cut number 22. Gigo. I don't know if you know Hillary, but last night they said that was the most vicious debate in the history of politics, presidential debate, the most vicious. And I don't know, are we supposed to be proud of that? Or are we supposed to be unhappy? <laughs> But they did say that, and I'm trying to think back to Lincoln. I don't think they can really compete with that. But the candidates have some lighthearted moments together, which is true. I have no doubt that Hillary is going to laugh quite a bit tonight, sometimes even at an appropriate moment. (laughs) (laughs) Great. I love the fact that he looks around. He's like, I'm doing it. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Now, now, have you ever, you know, I've known some of the some of the guys on the comedy circuit that, you know, the Rich Vosses, the Jim Nortons of the world, they've written for roasts that you've seen on TV, the comedy roasts and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done anything like that? You know what? I wasn't supposed to tell this, but I wrote some jokes for Trump when he was president. Really? Wow. Yeah. He was given a speech, and uh, I won't tell you the, the, the chain that I had to go through, because maybe I shouldn't, but someone said, uh, we need them in the next hour, and we need them about this. Right. So a handful of us, not in the same room, just, okay, and we just all sent them in, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if he used any. I, I didn't get to see Oh, you didn't get to see that, the, uh, the, that particular uh, No, so speech? I don't know if he used it, but I can ah. officially say I've written for Donald Trump. That's hey, awesome. That's impressive. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice. See, you, see, you learn something new every day, and now you'll probably get a call from the Secret Service. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no joke, man. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Not hyperbole. <laughs> Why is there a drone above my car? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, here, check this one out, because this is, uh, this is kind of appropriate, too. Cut number 23. Uh, Uh, Trump going at Hillary yet again. Even tonight, with all of the heated back and forth between my opponent and me at the debate last night, we have proven that we can actually be civil to each other. In fact, just before taking the dais, Hillary accidentally bumped into me, and she very civilly said, Pardon me. <laughs> Is this the joke you No, I, I wish. love that. <laughs> wow. That's a beauty. And I very politely replied, let me talk to you about that after I get into office. <laughs> <laughs> Kaboom. Look at that smile. Look at that smile. He's just like, he's like, I'm not kidding. I never saw that one. (laughs) See, this this stuff is out there. This stuff is gold. He's he's great. Um, He's great at speaking. He's great, you know, kind of off the cuff and being 
being relaxed and getting getting the crowd going. And I think that's why 50,000, 60,000 people show up at these rallies. He's doing one in Anchorage. Uh, Anchorage yeah. Who goes to Anchorage, Alaska? <laughs> Harry on the highway. <laughs> Not even Harry's going to be able to get up there on the highway. Harry's there. Oh, he's there? He's he didn't there. drive there, I bet, though. No. He yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, what, what president, I, I'm trying to think, did, did uh, Obama said he visited 57 of the states, um, <laughs> but he never made it to Alaska. <laughs> and then, of course, there's Joe. Joe doesn't, doesn't usually go past Ohio for, for time zone reasons. I don't know. But well, uh, he's going to be there Saturday. We're going to have it right here on Real America's Voice at 5 p.m. Awesome. from Anchorage, Alaska. So check that out, the Save America rally. Hey, we got one more clip of Trump. Uh, let's do this one. Of course, uh, taking on Hillary one more time. Cut number 24, G. One of the things I noticed tonight, and I've known Hillary for a long time, is this is the first time ever, ever, that Hillary is sitting down and speaking to major corporate leaders and not getting paid for it. (laughs) (laughs) She's laughing, but she's, she is. Yep. Off oh yeah! <laughs> oh man, I I wouldn't want to be Bill Clinton when she got home. Oh my God! Yeah, you know, and she's just going. Uh, here's one I can't kill. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know someone. I know someone. You better watch it. Uh, so I I thought that would be a you know a little trip down memory lane. Unfortunately, we had never uh, you know we didn't see that when it happened. But again, that coming from the Al Smith Dinner, it's a Catholic charity fundraiser they do every year. Uh, you can find it online if you do a quick search. If you want to watch, I think the whole segment's about twenty twenty five minutes or fifteen or something like that. Uh, check it out for yourself. Very cool stuff. Hey, we'll come back. We'll do some sports. We'll do some more news. It's a Friday night live from Studio Six B on Real America's Voice. No clicking. Stay there. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. It's a Friday night. Thank you for spending it with us. Man, this first hour has flown by. Slick Rick has got sports in just a few moments. Our special guest, Kevin Downey Jr., sitting in with us, having some fun on a Friday night. He does a radio show that you can listen to online anywhere in the country at LongIslandNewsRadio.com, right? L.I. News Radio. L.I. News Radio. LINewsradio.com. Also, find them on Facebook. Uh, I'm sure you got all the links for for people wanting to reach you there as well, yep. right? Uh, it's just Kevin Downey Jr. on everything except for Instagram. Someone beat me to it, and I had to go with actual KDJ. All right, because I didn't have one, and someone got one. And that's okay. Pictures of we're, we're huge on Getter, so yeah. people love us on Getter. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure they'll find you on Getter as well. Start following you there. Yeah. And uh, you know, of course, if you're in the chat, we'll uh, we'll, we'll see what you're saying about Kevin. He's, he, you know, he's joining us. He's just having fun. He's just I'm relaxed. having a good time. Exactly. And it's a Friday night. Hey, let's see. Uh, let's see what's going on in sports with Slick Rick. What do you got there, Rick? Well, let me take a shameless plug too for my Getter, of Slick course. Rick Sports. Give me a follow. I follow. 
everybody back, everybody. So uh, check me out at Slick Rick Sports. I don't over inundate you with posts, but I do good appropriate posts for sports mostly. And uh, we're going to go to the Hamill Rodeo and Bull Riding Bonanza. Hamill, Minnesota, Cor- Corcoran Lions Park. Ba- I love Minnesota. Uh, bareback riding leaders, Bill Tudor, 79 half points on J Bar J's Dilly Bar. Uh, Steer Wrestling, first round leader, Reed Krager, 3.9 seconds. Saddle Bronc, Kirk Nelson, 77 points on. This is sure to be Gio and Fran's favorite. JJ Bars, <laughs> quitting time. And uh, tie down roping, first round leader, Ryan Jarrett, 9.3 seconds. Barrel racing, cricket. Gintner, Cricket Gintner, 15.73 seconds, and that's a great score. And there was no qualified rides with the Bulls. So we'll have a little more rodeo coming up in the next segment. But let's go to WWE's Vince McMahon paid over $12 million in hush money to four women. This is oh. Adam Stites of Yard Barker. Yeah, Rick, this broke earlier today, this news. WWE's longtime leader and CEO Vince McMahon paid more than $12 million to four different women to keep quiet about allegations of sexual misconduct. The Wall Street Journal reported earlier today. You know, I think I've heard this story somewhere before. Yeah. But anyway, the allegations <laughs> come less than a month after a previous Wall Street Journal report said that McMahon paid three million to a former employee to cover up an affair. A days later, McMahon stepped back as the company's CEO, but returned his, retained his role to creative control. The latest report shows the scope and scale of McMahon's alleged misconduct to be much larger than previously thought. The Wall Street Journal reports that McMahon had a $7.5 million agreement with a former wrestler who was wow. coerced into giving him Oral sex. She was later demoted, and the WWE declined to renew her contract after she uh, resisted further encounters per the report. It's uh, really just a hot mess for him. Uh, another $1 million roughly was uh, reported uh, with a deal with a contractor who said she received unsolicited nude photos of McMahon and alleged she was sexually harassed while on the job. McMahon, 76, purchased the WWE, then WWF, from his father in 1982. His daughter, Stephanie McMahon, is currently serving as the company's interim CEO and interim chairwoman. So, boy, what a black eye for the WWE's leader, that is. Yeah, no doubt. He, may, he You know what? He, I thought he was, like, friends with, like, you know, other sports billionaires like the Robert Krafts. Why don't he do what they do? Just go to, a, like, a massage place. Yeah. <laughs> right, you know? exactly. Or, or maybe a, a float tank with Hunter. <laughs> it, it's got to be cheaper than – he's laying out millions. Yeah. You know what? Look at uh, what you're getting for what you're paying. Yeah. I mean, uh, the guy from – was it the owner of uh, the Patriots? Yeah. Is yeah, Robert, Robert Kraft, yeah. yeah. Kraft, that's – yeah. Okay. That guy paid, I think, $50. He yep. knows what to do. <laughs> That's why he's still rich. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but McMahon's going to be wrestling with his demons for quite a while there. Yeah, no and uh, moving along, one more, Rick, I'd like to get in. Mets' Chris Bassett regrets informing team of positive COVID tests. I should have never said anything. Bassett suggested that MLB stop testing players altogether. This is from Paulina Dadage of Fox News. New York Mets pitcher Chris Bassett expressed his frustrations with the Major League Baseball's COVID-19 protocols on Thursday, saying he, quote, should have never revealed his own positive test earlier this month and would likely not do so again for the rest of my career, he said. Bassett was placed on the COVID-19 list July 1st after reporting to team officials that he was feeling sluggish, but on Thursday he expressed his frustrations with the league's health and safety protocols. Stop testing it. Stop acting like COVID is far worse than a lot of other things. He told reporters in the locker room, I'm trying to get too much, I'm trying to get 
too much into, but I was never sick, never had a symptom. Bassett said he normally tests himself, but he was he has a younger daughter at home, but he appeared to express remorse over informing the team of his positive test result. I guess the answer is I should have never said anything, should have never said I tested positive, and I probably won't the rest of my career. There's no way, there's no reason. Mike Teven of MLB Baseball told the AP press that the league's policy is to test in symptomatic play situations or even when a player is in close contact. But Bassett noted that under MLB protocols, a positive test could mean ongoing testing that keeps on an asymptomatic player out for an extended period. I don't know if I made the right decision of saying something or not, he continued, but Bassett will re- uh, reportedly return as the Mets starting pitcher in Friday's game against the uh, Miami Marlins. Uh, so just really, I mean, there you go. I mean, and this is New York, you know, the hotbed of COVID right now, they say. But, uh, you know, you got to say, they're making a real big deal out of this. You know, I was watching the 4th of July celebration. I had to switch over to CNN, which I hate to do, but they were the only ones carrying live music, which, I, of course, I love. I wanted to check it out. Right. And they're all, you know, oogling and goggling. They're down in, uh, I guess it was in Nashville. A crowd, throngs of people, no masks, no nothing. And, oh, they're having a great time, great celebration. I just thought, it, as usual, so hypocritic. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing that I didn't realize that these guys were still testing themselves. It's like, why would you test yourself? I know. No idea. I figured they'd be on to monkeypox by now. Right. right? Or donkeypox even... or something. <laughs> something pox. But for exactly. some reason, this guy, I guess, felt the need that he, you know, and, you know, I'm just going to sit, sit here and tell you this right now. I have another job where they required me to test every week, and I always came through. No problem. Nice. I won't tell you how. <laughs> But uh, no, I, just, I I thought we were past that. I thought I thought it was it was you know kind of a foregone conclusion. It's like, look, the masks are off. Like you were saying, Rick, you're you're, you're seeing this on CNN yep. with people, you know, just huge crowds gathering together, kind of like normal. It's so weird. It's like 2019 all over again. Um, but but I, I guess this guy went ahead and uh, reported it. Yep. And now he's paying the price because w- what is it now? Now they're going to continue to test him throughout the entire season, basically. Exactly. You know, and, he, and he's afraid. You know, yeah, I mean, obviously, they're all symptom. He just doesn't want to be missing games. I mean, obviously, he's a pitcher. He's a big player on the team. The Mets are right now in a, in a real dog fight with the Braves for three and a half games out. So, you know, they need them out there. He's one of their best pitches. Yeah, it's, it's amazing stuff. I, I didn't realize we were still doing we were still doing the whole pandemic thing. That's so funny. That's yeah. so cool. It's I so guess. New York. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have to go. There's, there's going to be a, a big vote in November. We got to get something cooking. Oh, to, that's right. Oh, yeah. You know then what? We can be cheated that's again. Right. right. I'm glad you brought that up because there's some news that's breaking regarding um, the use of some of these. Uh, what do you call it? Ballot boxes. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, you know, we're going to need to do those mail-in ballots again." Well, Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled um, that. Uh, well, y- you can't use them anymore. So that's a win for the GOP that Wisconsin Supreme Court is ruling um, for the GOP that you can't use the ballot drop boxes. And I saw another story regarding that as well. I'll try and find it here real quick. Oh, here it is. Uh, yeah, they 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 uh, they ruled the Supreme Court ruled the public absentee drop boxes are, quote unquote, illegal in the state's of Wisconsin. So Milwaukee, which had a big, big kind of surprising, like, you know, 180% turnout, yeah. <laughs> you know, for their voting, which was really good, really great that everybody came out. Uh, but they just ruled that these things are now officially illegal, according to Wisconsin Supreme Court. The court ruled 4-3 that the boxes can only be placed inside of election offices. Nice. Which I don't know how much I trust that either. 
Because we've seen some of these election people. These, these people are nuts. <laughs> but if they put them inside, how are the mules going to get to them? That's true. Right. Somebody's going to have to hold the door, and where are they going to park their bike? <laughs> exactly. And are they going to be open at 3 in the morning for, for a drop? It's, eh, all this stuff is crazy. It just I feel like I need a moment of zen with Tiara Mack to just kind of cleanse us. I don't know if I'll get it, but I hope so. Yeah, there it comes. All right. Everybody. Ah. Yeah. It's a... Senator Mack. Yeah. She, got, she's in her house of representative. We're going to need a bigger blur button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Hour number one is in the books. Hour number two is up next. Stay there. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. We'll be back. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. It is a Friday night. Hour number one is in the books. Hour number two is upon you. You're watching on Real America's Voice. This network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240, Samsung TV Plus, Channel 1029, and of course across all of the socials. Join us on the Getter feed at Real AM Voice. You can jump in the chat, say hello, make friends, exchange recipes, whatever you want to do. It's a, it's all good Good, clean, fun. Well, most times. On the Get a Chat. Rap Mod 2. How you doing? Wonder if she's hanging out by the pool doing it tonight. Um, Slick Rick is here doing sports, looking dapper. How you doing, Rick? Doing great, Rick. For happy Friday night. Yeah, happy Friday night. He's already he's already going out. He's got party plans. Oh, yeah. He's going to be swinging from chandeliers. <laughs> it's going to be a great night for Slick Rick. If you see him, take pictures and send them to us. You, uh, you won't be able to get close to him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> have to take the pictures. You'll, you'll, have to, you'll have to watch from afar because he usually has a crowd around him. That coming from Kevin Downey Jr. He's our guest. He's from PJ Media. You can see his, uh, read his articles online. He's also a stand-up comic. You can follow him on all the socials as well. Kevin Downey Jr. on Facebook, Twitter, Getter, uh, you name it. He's all over the place. And, of course, he has also uh, got his own radio show, LI News Radio, that you can listen to online. So if you're not in the immediate area, you can find him online, right? Yeah, linewsradio.com, or if you're in Suffolk, 103.9 FM. Yeah, and you're a former, uh, I brought this up at the top of the show, too, you're a former liberal. Yeah. <laughs> And you know you, you kind of, but you well you kind of told us the story, um, the first time we had you on. If you missed it, we had him on via via Skype um, about the transformation because you know you, you you're from, I think it's from from uh, Michigan, right? Yeah, Detroit, right. And you moved to New York City. You know, New York City, liberal haven. You know, everybody, hey, it's New York. Woo. Um, but something happened. You know what? Yeah, I um, and people say, well, why did you leave? You know, I didn't really leave. I still believe in all the things I believed in, just that the party went way, way left. Right. Like, commie left. 
And so there's a bunch of us who are just standing there going, well, we don't have a place to go. And then Trump comes along and like, oh, yeah, that's our guy. So, uh, I mean, I I, I moved before that. Uh Um, You know what? I think George Bush's uh, uh, reelection is the first time I voted Republican in my life. Really? Yeah. His reelection. Uh, yeah, it, but keep in mind, I was living in Williamsburg, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, which is the like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. for, for those out in, in, uh, oh, yeah. in the rest of the country, Williamsburg, uh, how would you say it? It is like ground zero for liberal commie nonsense. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, that's, it, they yeah. dress it, they talk it, man. It's all good and love and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. But for some reason, you know... It, that type of thinking kind of morphed into we need government control. We need government control. We need everything. We need, uh-huh. you know, it's like it's like well, that's a little strange. Yeah, and that, that's where I really got a taste of it. Where if you don't follow every edict or whatever that they come up with, if you don't believe everything, yeah, you will be out. If you think a man in a dress is not a woman. You're out. You 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 could have been the, the most liberal person on the planet your whole life, but now we've got a new one. You have to accept that that is a woman. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm not really. You're out. Yeah, okay. like what happened to Macy Gray. Yes. You know, yeah. she speaks out about, you know, real women, and it's always like, what? <laughs> and, and and the left, their heads exploded. Yeah, and uh, J.K. Rowling. Oh, yeah. Another <laughs> she, one. She's another one who's just like, hey, you know what? I really think, uh, you know, uh, you guys are encroaching on women, uh, on our rights, and, yeah. and what makes us different. Yeah. Uh, nope. She's one of the most – she's one of the most uh, – what do you call it? popular and richest women in the world? Yes. And they're trying to cancel it. Still. See, yeah. Well, we're going to take you and your books down. Yeah. Good uh, luck with that one. Did you hear the uh, the uh, swimmers on the Penn State team with Leah? Is it Thompson or Thomas? Yeah, that dude. They, yeah. they were told you will not speak out to the press in any way that is negative about Leah or your career is over. This has happened. And now it's starting to leak out. A couple of the young ladies have come forward to say, you know what? We don't want to see, you know, her penis. Right. And that's what they say. Look, look at When can you use the words her? <laughs> that's what it's come to. That's true. <laughs> it's, Let's see. You know what? That's an interesting dinner conversation. Yeah. You know, um, you're on a date with someone, you know, at one point, maybe, you know, you think you're out with a woman. It's like, hey, you know, I think, you know, I think this is going well. I might get into first base, maybe second. Maybe she'll invite me up for a cocktail. Who knows? Um, maybe the wrong use of the word. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Have some mixed nuts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? I We all know libs. You, you know, I, they're out there. We all know some. And uh, all these liberal men I know are saying, that is a woman. That is a real woman. And I've said, how many of you slept with none so why not that's a real woman yeah, get down there that can that can get pregnant <laughs> you know come on i don't know one liberal guy that has slept with a trans woman no not on purpose anyway right <laughs> <laughs> if you're drunk it don't make you gay that's what the truckers told me <laughs> well you know what and and again this whole liberal nonsense which is unfortunately dragging us down and, you know, we talked about it with uh, a little bit about Japan, you know, the culture, the culture there that they don't stand for that nonsense either. No, you know, we, we, yeah, that's a, why I love when people look to Japan for gun stats. But when you look at Japan for the trans thing, they're like, oh, well, we, we don't trust Japan on that one. Right. We liked them when they didn't have guns, but we don't like them there.
Yeah, exactly. And, and then, of course, you know, the, the, the policies, you know, let, let's face it. There's a couple of uh, there's a couple of uh, Joe Biden appointees that are now under, um, I want to say, investigation. I, I think that's a good word. One of them, this guy, he was uh, whistleblown. Uh, let's see. I got the story here. It's on the National Pulse. Raheem Kassam's site. Department of Employee, uh, Energy Employee has reportedly alleged that the agency allowed substantial irregularities to influence its hiring process of Samuel. Yes, this is Sam. <laughs> Samuel Britton, Brinton, I should say, a controversial appointee whose work as a drag queen activist has come under scrutiny. Um, on February 2nd, an anonymous DOE whistleblower sent a letter to the officer, uh, Office of uh, Personal Management the deputy inspector there asking them to look into this alleged prohibited personnel's practices were utilized to give this guy a job as the deputy assistant secretary of spent fuel and waste disposition under undue political influence. They say was used and applied and preferences were applied to select him for this particular post. Now, according to Britain's background, he's got, limited advocacy work and academic background and a graduate degree level. It doesn't qualify him to hold that position. So now that's, now that is under, um, like I said, they're, they're investigating that because let's face it, he's not, he was placed in a job that you would need a qualified GS 11 to be a federal career service um, member. And he's not, he doesn't qualify as an SES. No, this is a clear-cut case, I think, of affirmative action that should nev- never have happened. That person should be nowhere near nuclear waste. And that's the only... If that, yeah. if that wasn't... Uh, I, I don't even know what, what this person identifies as, as a man or a woman, but that's the only reason that that person has a job. Right. And I've had this argument with people. Well, the trans people are picked on. The trans people are picked on. no. That person got the job for being trans. I know comedians who have gotten on TV for being trans. They're not right. that funny yet, or you know, they've got a couple jokes or whatever, and suddenly they're they're on a television show. Right now, they're headliners. Yes, and they tried to play the victim card. And I've said to them, and I have there's someone I'm friendly with. I said, look, you're only here because you're trans. Right, you're not a victim. That that's like the uh, the new uh, White House uh, spokesperson. Oh, <laughs> she's horrible, Jean Pierre. She's terrible. <laughs> And oh, she's only yeah. there because she ticked a bunch of boxes, like the vice president, who's yes. only there because she ticked a few boxes, like a new Supreme Court justice who's only there yep. because they ticked a couple of boxes. Yeah. You know what? I, there were a couple of people that Trump had that I wasn't crazy about. Omarosa. I thought that was a bad pick. But there were no affirmative action picks. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, people like the uh, the Rick Rennells of the world who were, you know, they're they're out there who they are, but there are solid people based on their experience, based on their policy decisions, based on their their career. Yeah, in politics, that kind of you know fortified them to be in those positions. Not not somebody like uh, Samuel Brinton, <laughs> uh, who you know, let's face it, I, I think I think Slick Rick, this guy could actually. Uh, you might find him rummaging through your, your closet. <laughs> that looks like a nuclear warhead. What are you he talking does. about? <laughs> I mean, if, if anybody's been exposed to nuclear waste, it seems like this guy has. <laughs> kind of looks like a, a bald uh, Matt Damon. Oh, 
that's so many cries for attention in one photograph. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's amazing. But there's another guy, too, as well. This this gentleman, uh, uh, Jerry Harris is his name. He's a Netflix star, they say, uh, from this show called Cheer. He's been sentenced to 12 years in prison based on his uh, well, he's convicted of child porn and soliciting sex from minors. He's actually a, uh, a Biden surrogate. Yeah. Turns out during the 2020 presidential election, he filmed a short video with Joe Biden encouraging young black voters to turn out on Election Day. And, uh, well, now he's in jail. God. And so kitty porn for all the things. Right. And then, of course, you know, and, and and this seems to be running rampant throughout the Biden administration. Not only the Biden administration, but let's face it. Our moment of Zen. His son. His family members. Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot going on that uh, is coming out regarding the people that are sur- that that he surrounds himself with that are in his family. You know what? And, and I said this a while ago, and and you know, I kind of got the stink eye from a few people. You know, because I think they're all the, the entire family, including Doctor Jill. They're all scumbags. They're all of them. Yeah. They're all of them. Because, you know, people are like, well, it's Dr. Jill. She's got this, you know, she's a teacher and she's a doctor and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but she's been in, she's been enabling all this. Yeah. She raised Hunter. Yes. And Ashley, keep in, I'm sure you're familiar yeah. with the, the diary. The diary. Oh, uh, I think it's called uh, Showers with My Father. Yeah. How is, how is that never major news? E- even on Fox, there, there wasn't a lot. And you can't say, well, that's, it's, you know, maybe it's not her diary. The <laughs> FBI knocked down three doors just from people at Project Veritas yeah. to get information on it. If, if my diary disappears, they're not doing that. No. Definitely not. So, so it kind of um, fortifies the fact that, yes, the diary is real. Yes. Because you're sending the FBI and the Secret Service after it. Yep. And then, of course, you know, and I think it was Jack Posobiec pointed this out last week that I saw on Twitter that, uh, you know, the fact that that story came out last week, and I wish I had it, and it just kind of came into my head, that uh, Joe Biden sent, sent Hunter Biden money for a prostitute, for a Russian prostitute, that he's paying for, so, you know, he's yes. paying for, for international sex and yes. trafficking and whatever, whatever they, however they put it. How and is, nobody it, says anything. I don't. I mean, I get it. They're they're covering for their you know their their pedo in chief, but how is there's got to be someone out there other than the three of us going? Hey, this is not normal for a president <laughs> to pay his son to have sex with prostitutes. Yes, pick yeah. up a bag of crack on 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 the way. Yeah, and hang out in a uh, in, in a uh, float float pod, <laughs> drinking white claw, smoking crack, and. Uh, doing whatever else he's doing. I don't know what's more disappointing, that he smokes crack or drinks White Claw. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll take a quick break. More coming up live from Studio 6B right after this. Stay loud. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. It's a Friday night. If you don't have plans for tomorrow, you should tune it in here. Not only does David Zier have his show, of course, everybody loves David Zier and his show, uh, Breaking Point, which is on at 8 a.m. Saturday morning. So while you're uh, heating up your your, your coffee and your muffins, uh, you can pop down and check out 
David's show. He does a great show every week right here on Real America's Voice. But also, you've got the uh, the Trump Anchorage rally. And and again, it's, it's happening tomorrow. I'm sure there's going to be pre-show stuff. Uh, live coverage begins at 5 p.m. right here on Real America's Voice, the State of America rally. Um, Harry on the highway, I guess, took a plane up there. So now he's up there. Well, it'll be interesting if we come across him. Um, but it should be a fun, fun afternoon, late afternoon, early evening kind of thing. And let's face it. You know what? As I played those clips earlier, you know, of, of Donald Trump and... Uh, Miss Daddy T. Yeah, Miss da- we miss Daddy T. And uh, it's one of those things where he'll be, he'll be uh, right in front of your face on the network, so you can check it out for yourself. And, of course, he'll probably have some new stuff, you know, with the, with the Supreme Court rulings lately, and he might have some nice words to say. He'll probably have some nice words to say about uh, Prime Minister Avi. So we'll see. We'll check that out tomorrow, starting live coverage at 5 p.m., so make sure you check that out. Slick Rick, what do you got in sports, my friend? Well, just a side note on that Anchorage, Alaska, uh, Trump rally tomorrow night. I'm, I'm going to dinner with some liberal friends of mine. I'm going over to the house. I think I'm going to put on Real America's Voice so you can watch that. <laughs> It'll be as cold as an Alaskan winter, but uh, that'll be a lot of fun. So definitely want to tune in. I'm going to try to catch some of that, though. Uh, so we're going to quit horsing around with the rodeo. Let's get into the ponies. We got the Derby alumni, nine horses back in action this weekend. Rowan Ward of Horse Racing Nation. Good publication for horse racing fans. Uh, two 2022 Kentucky Derby runners trained by Kenny McPeak will go for top-level glory on the turf Saturday in the Grade 1 Belmont Derby. Ninth place, Tiz the Bomb, returns to grass for the first time since he ran second in the 2021 uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. His stablematic classic Causeway, who most recently finished third in the Ohio Derby, G3, uh, tries the lawn for the first time. McPeak also trains Rattle and Roll, who returned to action July 2nd in the American Derby at Churchill Downs and posted a confident two-length victory over Kuchar. Rattle and Roll is cross entered in the Indiana Derby G3 and Iowa Derby on Saturday though McPeak has stated that he will go to Horseshoe in Indianapolis first uh, place Kentucky Derby finisher Mo Donegal who uh, bounced back with a win in the Belmont Stakes has been sidelined with bone bruising in his front fetlocks which we talked about earlier in the week he will be examined again in 60 days with further plans outlined afterwards but I'm going with Bill Haley's rattle and roll we're going to shake it down and win so that's the uh, big derby over the weekend we love the horse racing on LFS and they sink Bell Star Baseball this week coming up. St. Louis Cardinals, Albert Pujols, and Detroit Tigers. Miguel Cabrera to participate in 2022 MLB All-Star Game. This is an ESPN report from earlier today. Sluggers, Albert Pujols of the St. Louis Cardinals and the great Miguel Cabrera of the Detroit Tigers will participate in the 2022 All-Star Game Commissioner Rob Manfred announced today. Pujols, Cabrera, and Hall of Famer Hank Aaron are the only players in MLB history to register 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, and 600 doubles. It is the 11th All-Star selection for Pujols, who is in his 22nd MLB season. Amazing. The 42-year-old ranks 5th in MLB history with 683 home runs and 9th uh, with uh, 3,326 career hits, and I don't think any of them involved steroids. Uh, Cabrera, 39, reached 3,000 career hits earlier this season. He'll be appearing in his 12th All-Star game, and the All-Star game will be held at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles on Tuesday, July 19th. So check that. That'll be the following week. We'll have the All-Star game in good old liberal Dodger Stadium. And last but not least, MMA junkie Jake Paul taps Haseem Rahman Jr. as replacement after Tommy Fury with withdrawal. 
Yeah, they got All the right. fight. Fight's on. MMA junkie staff reporting. After losing opponent Tommy Fury earlier this week, a second time, Jake Paul has a new opponent for next month. Paul told ESPN on Thursday he will fight Hasim Rahman Jr., whose father was a boxing heavyweight champion. You remember, may remember, this is going to take place August 6th at Madison Square Garden in New York. The fight between Paul and Fury had been since, uh, uh, set for late June, but before Jury, uh, Fury pulled out to, to much criticism from Paul. And then there was an issue with him getting over from Heathrow because apparently uh, Fury's uncle was involved with some type of Irish cartel. Uh, so oh. there's a whole whole issue there with him getting into the United States. But long story short, uh, Rockman Jr. is the son of the great Hasim Rockman, who actually upset Lennox Lewis with a big upset heavyweight knockout back in, I think it was 2001, way back when. He was a champion actually two or three times. And uh, so that should be a good fight. But uh, yeah, Jake Paul moving along. He's pretty popular uh, in social media. So we'll see how that fight goes. And that's a wrap in sports, All Rick. Right. Back to well, you. Thank you, Rick. Hey, uh, switching gears just a little bit. Uh, a, a local story here in New York. I don't know if it's if it's caught fire around the country just yet, but it's something that uh, you know you wrote about exclusively on pjmedia.com. Again, uh, Kevin Downey Jr., you can catch his his uh, articles and his columns on pjmedia.com. It's about this bodega owner in the Bronx, Jose Alba, 51-year-old uh, bodega owner. I'm not sure if you came across a video checking it out online or something uh, where he fought off a violent attacker, yeah. knifing him, using a knife as that. this guy, you know, kind of came behind the counter. I saw the video. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And... Uh, you know, the guy was defending himself. The guy pushed him down. Much bigger, much bigger guy. Younger. Right? Younger, bigger, bigger. Aggressive. Assaulted him, came around the, yeah. the basically trying to rob him. Criminal. Yeah. That's what <laughs> he was there. You know what? This is, this amazes me. I'm sorry, did I cut you off? Were you going to? No. Okay. What amazes me here is he was defending himself. Right. Uh, he, it's, and I got to believe there's a race factor here. Uh, uh, Jose Alba is Dominican and the guy that he fought off is black. Alvin Bragg is one of the... He's probably, now that uh, Chessa Bowden was kicked out of San Francisco or Mm -hmm. is on his way out, Bragg might be the top-ranking commie DA in the nation, except for maybe Kim Fox in Chicago. And Gascon in L.A. And Oh, God, yeah. yeah, All winners. You know what? We're actually seeing... It's a contest. Which one is more pinko commie? Which one are like, oh, don't Uh, forget... Let's see. What what trading cards you got? I got got two Gascones. I'll trade you one Gascone for your... uh, Ah, yeah. For your Kim Fox. Oh, hilarious. Another comedy to be named later. Oh, yeah. It's amazing to me. So, um... He gets, uh, Alba gets arrested, and Bragg's office wants a $500,000 bail set on this guy who just defended himself. Now, keep in mind, about five weeks ago, a rapper named Cameron Williams goes by C. Blue. He shot a cop and oh, yeah. walked out. Like, the case was dropped. And they said, why? It's a second, it's a second gun. And he, first of all, it, it, you can't own, he, the handgun is illegal. Right. Carrying it is a separate felony. Owning it and carrying it. And then he shot a cop. Free. And he walks. But this guy, defending himself, goes to Rikers. Of all the places to Rikers, I don't know if... I mean, we all know it's it's just a, it's infamously... Not, it's not exactly sandals. Right. <laughs> no. I, I don't know that the rest of the nation knows. Like It is a cesspool among cesspools. Right. The, the, you know what? It's one of those things where... People that go there, 
You know, it's like, oh, that's a, it's a prison you don't want to go to. There's a reason they made prisons like this because yes. you hear like, oh, I don't want to go there. Even even hardcore criminals are like, I don't want to go there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they couldn't just keep him locked up at the precinct. They had to send him to Rikers to teach him a lesson. But he got out today. They lowered his bail to fifty grand, and he finally got out. But he's going to stand trial for yes. second degree murder, and if he if he gets convicted, you're looking at a minimum of 15 years. Which is which is insane. The guy who he stabbed, who ended up dying, Austin Simon, had eight known arrests on charges including assault, domestic assault, robbery. He was on parole after being jailed for attacking a cop. Yep. So I'm looking at this going, that's quite the menu of offenses you got there, Austin. Uh, and then this guy who just, he owns his bodega. He's not a rich guy. He owns a small little shop in the Bronx. And he's got to deal with this guy right. attacking him. Probably would have hurt him. Maybe killed him. You don't know. But he's all he was doing was defending himself. Yes. And it all started because his, uh, this, this, the, guy, the dead guy's girlfriend tried to buy a bag of potato chips with her uh, EB... Uh, EBT right. card, right. and it didn't go through. So he said, well, I got to take the chips back. So basically, the man went after uh, Jose Alba because he wouldn't allow the girlfriend to steal a bag of chips. Yes. Because she wanted them anyway. And he was wearing a $350 designer shirt to boot. Amazing. True story. Amazing. Well, that's how you know we're living in upside-down times. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Stay there. We'll be right back. All right, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. It's Friday night. Thank you for joining us. Slick Rick is here. He's got sports coming up in the next segment. Kevin Downey Jr. is here, writer for PJMedia.com. You can also check out his uh, radio show, LINewsRadio.com. So you can listen to him no matter where you are in the country at any time. And, of course, catch him. I know you're going to be in Vegas, right? Yes, I'm going to be at the Plaza uh, July 15, 16. One show each night. At uh, 8 p.m. Doing doing the stand-up comedy in Vegas. Yeah, nice. I love it. Nice. I lo- have you been? I love Vegas. I love oh, Vegas. Yeah. Oh, Haven't yeah. been in a while. Me neither. I was going to say, Rick, you have to love Vegas. Vegas <laughs> oh, loves you. Vegas I can loves tell. him. Yeah, I, I love Vegas. I, I know I was there. It was unbelievable. You look like Elvis. I'm like, I'm not Elvis. <laughs> Even going through the airport, they're just throwing chips at him. Here you go. Here you go, Rick. You yeah. Welcome back. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah, yeah, Rick, um, my girlfriend is a fan of yours, obviously, because she was the one pushing. We got to go meet that guy. She bets horses. Do you have a name I can give her? Well, we gotta. Go, well, you gotta go with uh, shake, rattle, and roll. Shake, my rattle, horse. Roll. I wrote yeah, that rattle, down. Okay. rattle and roll. <laughs> you got it. Thank you. Watch this damn thing win. That'd be hilarious. The great Bill Haley in the comments, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, um, you know, before before we went to break, we were talking about the uh, that story in New York, and of course, you wrote about it. Um, there was another piece there that I didn't realize, and you brought up during the break was, and if you go and if you find the uh, if you find the video, which you can. Can you watch it on your site? On yes. PJ Media? Okay. Yes. So if you go to pjmedia.com, uh, you can find that video with his story. Um, tell us what else you noticed in the video, because I didn't see it when it happened. I saw I saw the girl reaching, and, and then the guy comes back, and then all of a sudden you see him push him down, and then you see him grab him, and then the tussle happens, and you see the—and then they kind of stop the video as he, as he engages the knife. 
Right. They go out of the camera for a moment, and here's where it happens. When the when Mr. Alba comes back into the camera, he looks at his arm and he peels back a piece of skin where the girlfriend had stabbed him. She had a knife. So she had a knife. Yes. And she stabs him and gets some re- like a, it's a it's an ugly cut. But she was never arrested. She got to go home that day. Unbelievable. But Mr. Alba defending himself and no, what no one has said yet, and no one seems to know, when did her knife come out? Right. We don't know who drew first. All we know is the Austin Simon guy was attacking Mr. Alba. He defended himself, and then he got stabbed, but she was never arrested. Right. Amazing. 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 And again, you know, let me just give you the rap sheet on this guy, Simon, who attacked uh, Jose Alba. Known Eight known arrests including assault, domestic assault, robbery. The kid was already on parole after being jailed for attacking a police officer. And uh, there it is. He's, uh, he's no longer. No, he's, uh, he's horizontal. Right. And, and now the guy who is defending his own life, because you don't know what's going to happen in that situation, nobody no. does, nope. is now being held on second-degree murder charges. And uh, it's just amazing that that he even has to deal with this. This is just crazy. I mean, public outrage was swift, according to your article. I'm reading your words. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was uh, swift. New York City Mayor Eric Adams, who you know can't find a, a camera and microphone, he won't jump in front of. Expressed his condolences, but didn't comment on the DA Bragg's decision to charge Alba with second degree murder. He did say, "My heart goes out to the employee who was in the store doing his job." Adams told the New York Post. Um, you know, a hardworking New Yorker doing his job and someone aggressively went behind the counter to attack him. So he kind of gets it. And hopefully we'll see, you know, some justice for Mr. Alba. Because justice for him is to go home and not have to deal with this. Yes, exactly. And now it's going to cost him a ton of money. They, they set up a uh, GoFundMe page for him, but GoFundMe took it down. They took it down, so they had to go over to, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Gibson Go. That's it, yes, so they had to go there. And you know what, something about Eric, uh, Eric Adams, he can say, oh, my heart's with him. You know what, he's the mayor. Yeah. He does have power. He can say, you know what, I want that guy out of jail. Yeah. You're my police department, and this is what I, he has some pull there. He, he does have some influence, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah he a has little. a little, but I, you know what? We, we need Lee Zeldin to win because we need Alvin Bragg fired on the <laughs> yeah, first day. Exactly. And I think that was one of his things on the, on the campaign trail, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. He's got, like, I'm going to do it because Hochul's not going to do it. Right. No, she's, she's no. just a mess. She's constant, doesn't she look constantly surprised yes. with those eyebrows? With those eyebrows. Yeah. And if, if you watch her speaking technique, she had the same coach as Hillary Clinton, I promise you. <laughs> the inflections at the right points. They all have, there's like a couple of coaches that they all go to. Right. I promise you, she went to Hillary's. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. So hopefully the, uh, the best will come uh, to Mr. Jose Alba from the Bronx. Hopefully he's home now. He's, uh, he's safe. And, uh, you know, he doesn't have to deal with this nonsense, this garbage, because he's defending his life from someone who potentially could have killed him. May I add? Yeah, of course. So... I have had training, so I'm not just uh, talking here. So people at home, that what I'm about to say is 100% true. If I, all right, so I have a concealed pistol license from Michigan, good in 40 states. 
Okay. And the number one rule they teach you is that in America, you are innocent until proven guilty. However, that doesn't work when you defend your life and kill someone else. You are guilty until you can prove you had to take that person's life. It's the only time that you are literally guilty and you have to prove your innocence. That's crazy. Wow. But you know what? Good, good to know. Yeah. You know, because uh, let's face it, this guy... Again, he's he's just doing his job. He's at work. He didn't yeah. he didn't go to work going. You know what? I hope somebody decides that they're not going to pay for chips, <laughs> and they pull out a knife, and then their their boyfriend attacks me, and I got I I got to stab him in the neck. I can't. I've been training for this my whole life. Yep. And the important thing in that video, he tries to squeeze past Mr. Alba. Tries to squeeze past Austin Simon, and Austin. Nope, not having it. Grabs right. him. And that, I think, is the part that's going to save his life because he tried to get away. He couldn't. Yeah. Amazing. Hey, I uh, just want to switch gears real quick because there's so many things here we haven't gotten to, unfortunately. Um, let's go with this. Cut number one, G. Joe Biden talking about the jobs report. Yeah, jobs. You know, that three-letter word, J-O-B-S. Before I uh, speak to the Supreme Court, Extreme decision overturning Roe. Extreme. I want to comment on one piece of good news, economic good news today. Today, the Labor Department reported that we added 372,000 jobs last month. 372,000. Here's why it's important. Our private sector has now recovered all of the jobs lost during the pandemic and added jobs on top of that. We have more Americans working today in the private sector than any day under my predecessor, more today than any time in American history. Today. Today. In the second quarter of this year, we created more jobs than any quarter under any of my predecessors in nearly 40 years. All right, you can pause the there pandemic. because, let's face it, he didn't actually create them. Um, most of those are coming back because, yeah. you know, let's face it, they were shut down and people have, have to, had to slowly come back. You see it in the airline industry. They're begging for more people to be hired back. That's why you get all these cancellations. So, again, you got, you got to weed through the garbage to understand exactly what he's trying to sell you and what he's trying to sell you is a story it's just not the truth continue on g think about that at I'm a time when our critics said the economy was too weak or having already added more jobs in my we had already added more jobs in my first year as president of any president in history we still added more jobs in the past three months than any administration in only 40 years 40. now look i know times are tough <laughs> prices are too high Families are facing the cost of the living crunch. But today's economic news confirms the fact that my economic plan is moving this country in a better direction. The unployment rate is near a historic low of 3.6%. Pause sector it there jobs for a second, because the unemployment rate is not the labor participation rate. There is a, there's a difference. Just because it's low doesn't mean that everybody that wants a job has a job. Right. Or has the job that they want. Um, mm -hmm. And the fact that most people now are starting to have to, to pick up second jobs. You don't talk about that part either. Right. That somehow gets uh, gets lost. Also, they're, there's, they're, they're not talking about what kind of jobs they are. Right. You know, if a Dollar Tree opens up around the block, you go, oh, that's, you know, that's eight more jobs. Yeah. But that's <laughs> not, <a> <laughs> not a job. That's not a career. Right. You know, and, and that's part of the problem i mean uh, we were talking about this a couple weeks ago where i noticed i went to the uh, car wash and 
The car wash was thirty-eight dollars. Thirty-eight dollars wow. to wow. run my car through the car wash. <laughs> and um and I looked at the guy, I'm like, Are you kidding me? He goes, fifteen bucks an hour. I'm like, oh. So basically what they did was they have to cover the cost because they gotta pay these people fifteen bucks an hour. But yep. guess what happens? To the guys that are working the the line there, you know, driving the cars through, having to wipe them all down and all that stuff. Guess what? Now that I got to spend instead of 18 to 20 for a car wash, I got no money left for a tip. So the money that you thought you were going to make mm-hmm. on tips is going to go way down. Just because you're getting more per hour, you think, oh, I'm taking more home an hour. No, because then the government knows you get more. Mm-hmm. They want their, they got to get their beak wet. Yep. They got to take their piece. <laughs> so you get screwed. So you're getting screwed by the government, of course. But then you're getting screwed because the money that you hoped to kind of elevate, you know, your, your $6 an hour job because you're making 50 bucks an hour in tips. Hello. Um, that money's now gone because it's now used to pay for the $15 an hour that has to cover the nut of the employer who now has to pass it on to the, the, you know, yep. the customer. It's just insane, but they don't, they don't ever talk about that stuff. All right. Continue on. Record high. Gas prices still way too high. Have fallen now twenty-five days in a row. It's still and this your week we saw fault. the second largest single-day decrease in gas prices in a decade. We still have a lot of work to do. I'm not suggesting there's a lot more work to do, but I am suggesting we're making significant progress. You just said there was progress. more work to do. The program is working. I'm, I'm. We still have a lot more work to do, but I'm not suggesting we yeah. don't have a lot more work to do. <laughs> Hello, are you are you home? Are you home? Just amazing. It's painful. It is painful. It's uh, President depends here. They just let him go. I <laughs> uh, hope he doesn't screw this up. Oh, end quote. Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah. Good. Good luck. Repeat the line. <laughs> <laughs> what else? What else could fit into this? Oh, let's see. There's so much here because uh, let's face it. Uh, nobody thinks that this guy is doing a good job. Uh, let's go with this one. Gee, this is uh, CNN talking about the jobs report, huh? putting things into perspective here. So what do you do if you're sitting at home? You have a job, but you're kind of strapped by inflation. So what's the takeaway here? What's the long-term you should be hearing? You know what? It's so interesting because this time, you know, a year ago, the president could look at these numbers and tout them and sort of boast about them. Now that's completely changed because the name of the game is inflation. You've got ordinary Americans paying more in terms of higher gas prices, food prices, even though they saved so much during the pandemic, they're now eating into those savings. So Biden is going to obviously be blamed for this. Companies have to raise wages to incentivize people to work for them, which is great news for workers, except if you're making more, but you can afford less because of inflation. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. And and I think that's the part that, that these nimrods in D.C. because they're not affected by this kind of stuff. No, they live above and beyond. Now, here's something I don't get. I mean, I get it. But he, Biden keeps saying, I'm doing everything I can to, to lower the price of gas. No, you're not. You're not even coming close. <laughs> right. You're, just let the people drill again. Yeah. Not only that, let them drill. Uh, also, stop giving away the stuff that we have. How about yeah. that? <laughs> Another investigation. China getting our strategic oil reserve. Hmm. That's interesting. The company that does business with Hunter Biden. That's interesting. That's just us being crazy. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Final segment of the night, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Stay there.
Fry Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. It's a Friday night, final segment of the show. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, Kevin Downey Jr., comedian, writer, radio host. He does it all. You can find him online, Facebook, Twitter, Getter. Um, say hello to him on the Getter chat if you haven't done so before the end of the show tonight. And uh, follow him, and he might follow you. Follow you back. <laughs> I follow you back. He's also got a comedy show coming up. He's doing a couple nights out in Las Vegas next weekend. So if you want to find out about those, if you are in that area, or if you're going to be in Vegas that weekend, you can be like, hey, let's go check this guy out. He knows Slick Rick. Maybe he, yeah. can, he can introduce <laughs> us. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> you, need, you need an appointment to meet this man. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so he'll be, uh, he'll be in Vegas next weekend. So definitely uh, check him out. We've got sports coming up in just a moment. We were just talking about the inflation stuff. Um, and you know, it, it, there was a clip here. I wanted to make sure I got in because it kind of, it, it kind of adds to it that even the people on the left and we've noticed it more and more are starting to say, you know what, this isn't working out too good. Cut number four, G check this out. This is Obama's economic advisor, Jason Furman talking about inflation. You look at the inflation data and inflation has been shifting from goods to services. That's concerning because services inflation tends to be, uh, you know, more stable, uh, more inertial. You look at things like trimmed mean or median inflation, those have actually been picking up um, even while some other measures have come down. So when I look at the price data, yeah, all the volatile stuff had been raising the inflation rate to eight, nine, ten percent. Um, that's going away. But all the underlying core stuff, that might be hardening um, and getting worse. Yeah, and it's never good when they say it's going to get worse. <laughs> and, that, and that's basically what he's saying because he's saying it's changing. And, it's, and he just used a word that I don't think I've heard any economists say. It's hardening, which means it's going to be here for the long term. Yeah, that's a bad news report right there yeah. that I think, you know, I, I hadn't seen. I'm glad you, you played that because that's just, uh, number one, it's indicative of the, like we have no, we're, we're not trying. We're just going to let this happen. Right. And th what, what makes me insane is I know people on the left who will be feeding their kids Alpo and they'll still say, no, nah, this is better than the orange guy. Right. We did the right thing. Yeah, <laughs> I hate those mean tweets. <laughs> Terrible mean tweets. He should be in jail for those tweets. Hey, let's do cut number 19, because this is a, another indication. And again, this is from CNN. This is not uh, some, some, you know, this is, this is an Alex Jones. But here's the thing that I think is so important. It's part of a larger economic context, right? It's not just about gas prices. It's about inflation as well. And right now, how are economic conditions? 85% of Americans say that the current economy they rate is only fair or poor. That's the worst since 2012. And looking forward, the economic outlook getting worse, 77% say it's getting worse. That's the mm -hmm. worst since 2009. So the high gas prices are part of a larger economic picture yeah. where Americans are really not happy at this point. Yeah, we're not happy. And uh, again, it's one of those things where it affects your, your daily life. From the gas station to the supermarket to going out. Hey, I want to take the kids. I can't afford to take the kids because it's because then you start adding it up. It's like, it cost me a hundred bucks in gas just to get there. Then we got to buy tickets and we got to, next thing you know, you're spending, you know, five, 600 bucks for a day out just to take kids to, to like a, a carnival or something. Yeah. It's absurd, man. And people, a lot of people don't realize everything we buy spends time on a truck. Yeah. 
whether it's a big diesel truck yeah. and then down to a small gas-driven truck. So the price of fuel drives everything up. Now, let's just say, hypothetically, Trump wins and he can bring gas prices down. Are those prices that we're paying for these goods and services going to come down with it? Or are people just going to say, well, you know, we raise the price of everything? Because right. rarely do you see prices go down. Right. Yeah. You know? Yep. Well, I, I have this fear. Once it's there, it's there. Right. And, and you know, the, this administration and Biden especially has talked about this transition. We're making this transition to a cleaner economy and a cleaner, uh, you know, energy and blah, blah, blah. It's like so once. Yeah. Once they get it to where they want it, you get so used to it. Yeah. But you know what? Gas prices have been high before and then they were down to like the 180s. So, yeah. you know what? That There's hope. There is hope. And speaking of hope, let's change the subject to something that's more positive slick rick what do you got in sports my friend all right brought to you by mike lindell mypillows.com get those pillows get those slippers stock up for the summer and uh, here we go we got the little golf men's golf we got a report on from earlier today we got the genesis scottish open uh this is from the renaissance club in north berwick with an eight million dollar purse and first uh, right now leading uh all golfers cameron tringal shot seven under and doug gim and uh gary woodland are tied for second they're at four under we'll have a full report on on Monday. And let's get to the rodeo. Dinosaur Roundup Rodeo. No, we're not talking about the age of the guys on this show. We're talking about the Dinosaur Roundup Rodeo. <laughs> and no offense to Kevin, he's much younger than us. But bareback riding, Trenton Montero. 82 points on Powder River Rodeos. Not so foxy. I like that one. Steer wrestling leader, Clayton Haas, 3.6 seconds. Team roping, Tanner Tomlinson and Patrick Smith, 4.5 seconds. Saddle Bronc, Brody Wells, 84 points on Legend Rodeos stocks navajo sun and tie down roping matt shiwaza 8.9 seconds last but not least barrel racing mecafar 17.34 seconds and that was in vernal utah at western parks that's where that rodeo took place again we'll have a wrap up on monday and stephen curry says charles barkley won't finish in top 70 at american century championship celebrity golf tournament david purdom of espn reporting <laughs> betters believe charles barkley is poised for his best performance at the american century championship celebrity golf tournament stephen curry disagrees now just to set the record straight uh, Barkley is a known hack golfer. He's not a good golfer. Of course, former <laughs> NBA Hall of Fame legend. But uh, I guess Steph is riding him a little bit. But he said, uh, no, hell no, Curry said at a Thursday news conference when asked about Barkley's chances of finishing in the top 70. Clip that, send it to him. Let him play it. Every tee box. There's no way he's doing it. And there's big money going on, speaking of Vegas. Barkley is uh, opened as a 5-1 to one underdog to finish in the top 70. As of Thursday, odds have improved to plus 260. But uh, the largest bet so far is $2,000 on Barkley to finish in the top 70. I wish Big D was here. I probably could get another 35000 yeah, out of him. You guys could bet on that one. Yeah, well, we got to get on a stick with that because Rav uh, 1776 Rav Chef has been riding us. Our goose is going to be cooked soon with them. So we're going to have to get that going. And real, real quick for the weekend, Wimbledon, don't forget, appointment television tomorrow morning. I think you're going to have a great one. We got the 9 a.m. We got the Anjabur and uh, Alina Rabakana uh, uh, match. That's going to be phenomenal. And uh, we also have, of course, Nokovic and uh, um, uh, Kyrgios. They're going to yeah. be on Sunday. Exactly. And last but not least, 3 p.m. NASCAR Cup Series, the Quaker State 400. Atlanta Motor Speedway in Hotlanta. That'll be on the U.S. Network. That'll be 3 p.m. on Sunday. And that's a wrap in sports, Rick. Back to you. All right. Thank you, sir. <laughs> and uh, before we wrap up the show, want to thank Kevin again for joining us. Kevin Downey Jr. Make sure you follow him on all the socials. Uh, Getter, Twitter, Facebook. You can find out where he's touring. You can listen to his radio show. You can read his stuff on pjmedia.com. And uh, before we do wrap up, I did want to uh, 
you know, play one more one more quick clip because we mentioned him a few times. We did a moment of Zen with him earlier as well. Um, I'm talking about the the infamous, the legendary Hunter Biden, who is uh, well, according to Catherine Catherine Herridge, formerly of Fox, I think she's with CBS News now. And for some reason, they let her do real stuff. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing they let her do real investigative uh, journalism. I guess she's the only one allowed to. Check this out. Cut number nine, G. Based on our investigative unit's reporting, the U.S. attorney in Delaware has been probing a number of issues. They include tax fraud, tax evasion, money laundering, as well as whether Hunter James Biden and their business associates complied with foreign lobbying laws. What I can also tell you based on our reporting is that there's a lot of noise and, and static in the system. Based on my experience, that can be an indicator of conversations and discussions between the two parties on whether they can reach some kind of plea agreement. <laughs> plea agreement. Uh-oh. <laughs> wow. And and that on top of the fact that they flagged his banking activity 150 times. Wow. Um, <laughs> for suspicious activity <laughs> from overseas banks when most when most Americans if it's ever happened to them it only happens about once. So there you have it. As we finish up tonight, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us here live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. As always, we salute our military, active and retired first responders, EMTs, firefighters, police, everybody working the front lines, the truck drivers, the bodega owners. Yes. <laughs> Keep the faith. And, of course, you guys at home, Gio and Fran in the booth, Slick Rick, Kevin, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. And, yes, we'll finish <laughs> with this moment of zen. Thank you, Hunter. See you Monday.